Switched on on F104 and I'm joined by journalist Sarah Malocco. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Happy to be back talking about internet antics once again. Yes, so this is a new term to me and obviously I will have, I suppose, interacted with it over the last few months, but I'll go speak. Yes, so I think probably a lot of people will have interacted with elements of Algo Speak recently or over the past few months, maybe without even realising it. Mm. But it's basically a constantly developing series of code words and expressions that have been created and adopted by social media users. And its purpose is basically to evade content moderation systems. Mm -hmm. So this would have started, it actually started way back in the day, like in their early 80s and 90s, people used a form of online language and it was called Leapspeak. So that's where they would bypass community guidelines in forums and gaming chats by using like different spellings of words or replacing certain letters with numbers. So you could still like spell out a word kind of, but cheekily. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is just, I guess, the modern adaptation of that. Um, So a lot of social media platforms that we use now, like YouTube and TikTok, They have algorithms that filter out uh, non-family friendly words and phrases. There are certain terms that they're triggered to notice. Um, And for some content creators, that can involve having their content like removed or flagged for being against community guidelines. And obviously, if you're a content creator and you make your money off your platforms, Um, You want to evade having that happen. So this has led to the development of certain words getting code words um, in their place. And in certain circumstances as well, if the content creator includes a word, it can boost their um, content as well, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. So if there's certain um, trends or words that are trending and you you know, make a video about that. Obviously, the algorithm knows that other people like content about that topic Mm -hmm. and they'll issue that out to people. But that's like one of the things about, we'll say specifically TikTok, is that you don't actually know who's ever going to see your content because of the way that it works. So that's why this algorithm is in place as well. It's to like kind of protect people on one hand from certain forms of content that they might not want to see. Um, and then also to boost content that it knows users like to see. And we also tend to hear some of these online languages in day-to-day speech as well, don't we? So occasionally, so some elements of AlgoSpeak have made it into, like, off social media platforms. But because AlgoSpeak is ever-changing, because algorithms are really clever and they learn um they learn what the new terms mean even. Mm -hmm. And then that leads to an even more abstract term being created. Um, But like there are a few terms that would have made it into our general day-to-day speak, but it's always kind of in relation to social media. Like people aren't necessarily using it just day-to-day. Is there any negative side effects to algo speak? Well, I would say the... One thing that people have brought up as being concerned about is actually that it will break into our language, our day-to-day language, and kind of make a, I guess, like dumbed down or like social media version of the language that we currently speak. But like, I don't necessarily think that we'll see that anytime soon, at least, because we don't have the same, um, I guess, how would you say like we don't have in day-to-day speak like if you're in a room with your friends or whatever you can say whatever you want whether it's misinformed 
uh, hateful, like rude, and you only have to deal with the social repercussions that that comes with. Mm -hmm. And we're all aware of what those are. Whereas on social media, like you're, when you're saying something, the algorithm, you know, doesn't have the same level of context. So it's just gonna like maybe oppress the content or remove it or whatever. So I just don't necessarily see a need for us to ever really adapt it into our own language because Mm -hmm. we, we as well, we're aware of context. So Mm -hmm. some of the things on social media um, regarding algo speak, um, some of the topics that it covers would might be things like sex or sexual education. So some sex educators on certain platforms have given out about the fact that their content is getting like taken down or oppressed because of the words that they use, because the algorithm is, doesn't know context. So it doesn't understand that this um, topic is actually educational. It's just kind of blanket banning it because the words used are the same words as would be in like erotic content or whatever. Um, whereas like as humans in day-to-day life, like we're aware of context for the most part. So I just don't really see it kind of coming in. Mm. Um, then I guess the other thing is that there are like communities online and this is like a good and bad thing where the topics that they're discussing, so they might be sensitive topics, mm-hmm. they might get flagged and then they're unable to discuss them uh, without using algo speak. So, I mean, obviously, depending on personal opinions like that could be seen as good or bad. Yeah, because I was going to say to you, like for particular communities, it might even be a bad thing to be able to find your own people. Yeah, exactly. So um, there, people have kind of, a, a lot of people have said that the, that certain algorithms affect people disproportionately. Yeah. So one thing that was complained about a lot was um, that the LGBTQIA plus community um, have, were, were noticing that their content about their lived experiences was being removed. So they came up with different names on TikTok for how to say that they're LGBTQ. So one thing that they did was like, if people are on TikTok, they probably know this, but when you you can type things onto your video and then you can get this automatic voiceover person to mm-hmm. say the words. So when they would put in LGBTQ, um, it would say it as a word, which sounded like leg booty. Mm-hmm. So then people would say, oh, I'm in the leg booty community instead of saying I'm in the LGBTQIA plus community because it meant that it wouldn't get flagged. Oh, right. So it's it's all it's quite some of the w- ways that you get to the development of the algo speak is kind of strange and accidental. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be one example. Because it is kind of funny sometimes seeing what that what the I suppose the voiceover person is saying. Like I, I see it a lot with um, Irish content actually, where it has yeah. no idea what we're saying at all. Or, yeah, or even um, I've seen some videos where people are type out Irish names mm-hmm. and see what the voiceover <laughs> person makes of it. Like, it's very funny. But yeah, like that would be one example. Um, and also like another example would be like during the pandemic. Um, I'm sure we all remember if you like mentioned anything about pandemic or vaccinations on your social media, you would get like a little banner put on your yes. Instagram story mm-hmm. or whatever saying, you know, refer to the HSE for the guidelines or whatever so a lot of people started using uh, different words for pandemic like pandemic the panidi the panini like those are all examples of algo speak also 
and they're all things that have occasionally made it into day-to-day life because I think we all just got sick of talking about it so it just kind of ended up getting variations as we went along I think yeah exactly like people like throw it around almost as slang but yeah for the most part um I'll go speak doesn't uh, live for very long because the algorithm catches up so do you think it's going to continue to grow I think that like social media platforms will always ultimately be capitalist ventures so they want to make money and that's through often offering family-friendly advertisements and what happened in 2017 on YouTube was this thing called the Adpocalypse where advertisers pulled their money from the platform over fears of like their ads being put on un- like non-sensitive or unsafe content mm-hmm. um, and a lot of content was demonetized. So ultimately, like social media platforms, they want to make money. They don't want something like the adpocalypse to happen again. So I think there always will be content moderation systems in place if you choose to sign up to a platform that has community guidelines and content moderation. So I do think we're going to just keep seeing it happen. I think we're going to see different iterations of different words coming out. But I also think we're going to see wider discussions about the development of algorithms how clever they are and whether we can like build in elements of context to them. But I mean, I'm not a algorithm expert or anything, so I don't even know <laughs> how that would happen or to what extent it's already happening, but yeah. we'll just have to see. This is the thing, and I suppose it's a bit like AI and chat GPT and all that. It's all constantly growing and we're all just trying to move along with it at some pace, I think. <laughs> exactly. I really think even, um, you know, we're all in a place right now where we're noticing how fast technology mm-hmm. is catching up on us and catching us out sometimes. Like, did you see that um, picture of the of Pope Francis in a puffer jacket yes. that was going viral? And I thought that was real. And I would consider myself <laughs> to be very, you know, digitally literate. Yeah. And I didn't notice. I just was like, oh, like the Pope has swag. Who knew? <laughs> um, but I think things like that and, yeah. you know, people talking about I'll go speak more and more are making us so much more aware of these things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sarah, thank you so much for chatting to us. No problem at all.